Well, good morning. Hey, this is Frank uh, here at Lighthouse, and we have a very small crew uh, here this morning. Uh, we've got uh, Jason and Brian back there in the booth. We've got Kelly over here on the piano. We've got Angie and Nancy for our children's time, and we have two students, Liz and Connor, that are going to be doing prayer time at the end this morning. We just want to say welcome to you today and uh, praying that you're doing okay in these uh, crazy times. Uh, we've, we're, we've been working hard trying to figure out how to do all this to make sure that we're doing it the best we can to get uh, the Word of Jesus Christ out into our community uh, exclusively online. And thank you for joining us. I know a lot of you uh, are in your jammies because our cameras have the ability to look both ways. So some of you look really good in your jammies today. Let me just say that. And uh, I got my coffee here today, too. So welcome to all of you. We're so glad that you're here. I know there's a lot of, uh, as I mentioned already, a lot of chaos going on around us, uh, difficult times for our world and for each of us individually as well. But we're here today to praise God, uh, to make you aware of kind of what we're doing around here at Lighthouse and what's happening, give you some updates, and to just celebrate the goodness of God in the midst of all of it. So I want to I invite you to bow with me, if you would, for a moment of prayer as we begin. Lord, we're grateful for today and for the rain again, for the way that it reminds us that you, your uh, love, your power intends to sustain us, just like the rain sustains the earth. Your love is intended to sustain our lives. God, we pray that in this time as we share that you would be glorified, that you would be honored, uh, that our lives and hearts would stop and remember the power of you, and let go of everything else. Be glorified in this time today, God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Kelly's going to lead us in some worship now. Well, good morning. I hope that you've all gotten great rest this week. And, uh, and I just wanted to remind you that even though we're not here in this building, we can worship anywhere that we are. Uh, you know, and that, that includes prayer and reaching out to our neighbors through Facebook and social media. Thank God for those tools that we have in this present time for sure. Um, but, you know, one thing I was thinking about this morning was that God is so worthy of worship. And even when things from our earthly perspective look, look bad, uh, we serve a God that's good. He's good always. So I hope that right there in your living room or sitting up in your bed, wherever you are this morning, I pray that you will join with us in worshiping our really good, good Father. Let's sing. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories Father, 
Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, great. 
we thank you that in times of trouble, you are our hope. Amen. Amen, amen. What a beautiful uh, time of worship as Kelly started us off this morning, and uh, we praise God for you, Kelly, and the gift you are to us, and for driving all the way over here from Alito. Uh, we're so grateful for you this morning. Uh, Angie and Nancy are going to kick off our children's time this morning, so if you've got kids around, go grab them, or maybe just call them to come into the room, and uh, Angie and Nancy have got a very special children's time planned this morning. Angie's going to start, right? That's right. Good morning, Frank, and good morning, Lighthouse families. We are so excited that you are tuning in with us this morning, and this is the time in the service just for the kids. Um, I hopefully, most of you got to um, watch our uh, videos from last week, and if you didn't, please be sure to jump on our app, and you will find the links for the videos for 252 and also for First Look. So we want to make sure that you are... Jumping on and, and doing that. So uh, this week, our, we are continuing with our series DIY, which is do it yourself, and it is based on forgiveness. And uh, we need to show a lot of forgiveness these days, uh, especially being cooped up with our families, and uh, sometimes things just don't go our way. So our memory verse for 252 comes out of the book of Colossians, and it is called, it is put up with one another, forgive one another if you are holding something against someone. Forgive just as the Lord forgave you. And that comes out of Colossians 3.13. And uh, our, our video this week, you are going to hear an amazing story about forgiveness. And it is about a father who had several sons, but one of the sons had done something that did not deserve forgiveness. And, but just as Jesus has forgiven us, we can forgive even some of the hardest things. So as you are cooped up with your families this week, and uh, maybe your brothers or sisters or even your parents do something that you don't like, take a moment and just stop, breathe, be patient, show some kindness, show some love. And, you know, you'll get through it. We'll get through these tough times together. And as long as we have Jesus with us, we can get through it. But I'm going to turn it over to Miss Nancy now because she... And I, I see you have Ollie here with I, you. I do have Ollie with me. All He's right. been missing his friends. Oh, I wonder what we have for our little guys, for our pre-K and kindergartners. What's up with them? Well, let's talk about that for a minute. First, I want to say hi to Clay and hi to Mayor. I see that you're watching. Hi, guys. I see that uh, Leah and Sam and Cash are watching. Good morning, y'all. We miss you so much. Ollie misses you for sure. Um, and we just wanted to know, he knows that y'all are at home staying safe, which is where you need to be right now, but we do miss you very much. We hope that while you are home that you have been having some uh, fun time with your families, enjoying this family time, uh, making some projects maybe, or building some forts. Uh, if you saw on our Facebook page this last week, our challenge was fort building. And we have a winner to announce, but we're going to do it in a few minutes. So you have to sit tight and wait to see who the winner is about that. But our Bible story this week on 252 is about following Jesus. Ollie, are you ready to hear it? Who can follow Jesus? This month, or this time, 
we're going to, our Bible verse is about um, following Jesus. So everybody get on your feet and practice with me. Are you ready, Ollie? Okay, let's try this, okay? It's come and follow me, Jesus said. That was kind of challenging in my arms, wasn't it? I hope you all got that. Did you get it? Did you get it, Ollie? I got it. That's what Ollie says, isn't he? He says, I got it. Okay, so make sure you practice that this week while you're at home. And then this week, if you watch the 252 video, it is about Jesus and his 12 special friends. They are called his disciples. And these disciples followed Jesus and did what Jesus asked them to do. So you, can you follow Jesus? Yes, that's right. You can follow Jesus. So watch the video and learn a little bit more about how you can follow Jesus this week. Well, Ollie, I think that's a little bit of our story. Parents, make sure you check in on that link for us. Can you say goodbye? Goodbye, Ollie. Have a good week. Angie. I think it's time. I think it's I time, I think we too. need to announce the Fort Building winner, the family. First of all, I want to thank the families that did participate in our Fort Building Challenge. And if you didn't know about it, be sure to jump on our Lighthouse Kids Facebook page. Tomorrow, we will have the new challenge up for the week. And you will also have some activities that will go along with the Bible stories for both 252 and First Look. But I want to go ahead. Oh, look, we have some pictures. We got the Deutschman family. Look at that. Oh, you guys are doing great. Oh, there's Miss Katz. These are some amazing forts that you guys did. I'm pretty sure that, yep, there's Clay and Mayers. Is that Clay and Mayers? I think, I think is. that is. That is. All right. So, Miss Nancy, do you think you can do a drum roll for me? You ready? Oh. Let's drum roll. And the winner of Lighthouse Fellowship Fort Building Challenge goes to the Mills family. Way to go, Miss Jaina. We loved your Good vet job. theme, um, and it was just amazing. And you will have some kids' cash waiting for you when you return, and also a pretty cool nifty certificate showing that you are Lighthouse Fellowship's Fort Building champion. So families, please jump on our Lighthouse Kids Facebook page for this week's challenge. It will be posted tomorrow. We hope that we will see all of you participating, and we miss you guys. We miss you. Don't forget to uh, share uh, kindness and love with one another while you're home and also to forgive one another. We love you. Talk to you next week. All right. Fantastic. Let the church say amen again. We praise God for you ladies and for your leadership and for being here this morning. Thank you so very much. Want to uh, give you uh, some give you some news, just kind of get you up to speed on what's been happening around here. I uh, want to say thank you to uh, so many of you that brought food uh, and dropped them. We had 20, 220 bags of food uh, that were dropped off this week. Most of them went to Dozier Elementary, but some went to Highland Middle School. Also, maybe you've heard already that uh, yesterday we partnered with Community Link, that wonderful organization over in Saginaw, and took 5,000 pounds of food from them. Uh, there were 200 10-pound boxes of food, 50 20-pound boxes of food, 160 bags of apples, 160 bags of blueberries. Uh, it took, Nancy said it took our van and three pickup trucks to get all the stuff uh, delivered, and it was distributed uh, Friday afternoon. Now, there were some leftovers, and those are going to be going out tomorrow uh, and distributed tomorrow, and we don't know yet, haven't heard yet from the school district about long-term needs. Uh, we know that uh, when it comes to uh, food, 
And giving food, we know that it comes from the overflow of your hearts because there's this panic that has been going on in our society, people going to the stores and hitting everything. I just want to remind you that uh, the, all the local officials, all the state officials, all the national officials have said there's not a, there's not a shortage of food. It's the supply chain that, that is, is ramping up, trying to deal with the demand. So please be respectful of others, make good choices, and provide for that food. Thank you for those of you that were able to come and uh, uh, share some food for our community. Also, uh, want to remind you that the governor, as well as the mayor of Fort Worth, have said that there are to be no gatherings of 10 or more. We have nine here today, including Andy. I didn't mention Andy, our building supervisor that does so much around here. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of places that are still open, like grocery stores, pharmacies, those kinds of places. But everything else is pretty much shut down. So we just want to remind you to stay home, uh, to uh, uh, pray for the police and fire department, all those first responders that are out there, and how we praise God for them. Can I get an amen for the first responders? Next thing to say is we've all become aware that electronic communication has become critical in these days where we can't really get out and see each other. And uh, how grateful we are here at Lighthouse to have the capabilities that we do. Uh, we want to remind you to stay in touch with us through our Facebook page uh, to uh, look at, to get hooked up on our email. Uh, email, Facebook page, and our app are great ways to get information from us. We push it out to you as often as we feel like is necessary. And also a reminder that at 6 o'clock each evening, we have a live uh, Facebook watch party happening that is our prayer time led by one of our 412 members each night. And then at 715, uh, somebody from our kids' ministry is doing a bedtime story, and Kat McKenzie's been doing them so far, and she's done an amazing job. She's uh, such a blessing to all of us. Let me remind you that uh, our mission remains the same in these hard days. We are here to make Christ followers who change the world. I did a small wedding yesterday right here in our worship center. And uh, when I got here, there was a car outside. A gentleman was in there. Uh, I don't know if his wife, girlfriend, whoever was with him, a younger guy. He came up and was looking for food, looking for money. Uh, he's just out of prison, those kinds of things. And I helped him as best I could uh, in that moment yesterday. Uh, and then when I was done helping him, I asked him if I could pray for him. And he said, yeah, that would be awesome. So I prayed for him. And then after uh, we, we were done praying, um, I asked him if he knew of the God that I was praying to. And he said, I, I knew him a long time ago. And so I said to him, I said, look, I said, I'm not here to judge you or be condescending to you or anything like that. I just want to suggest to you that maybe now is the time to get reacquainted with our great God, because we have an amazing God, and He is so powerful and so wonderful, especially in times like this where we can depend on Him. People are scared uh, right now, and people need to hear the hope. Remember, I've said it a couple of times in the last several weeks about how First Peter says that we need to be always ready, always prepared to share the hope that we have, the reason for the hope that we have, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. In addition to food distribution this last week, you took food to a widowed woman who um, lost her freezer in the midst of all this and didn't have any food. We also had a couple of other community projects that were done this past week uh, and uh, things that you helped make happen because of, of your efforts here at Lighthouse. 
Just a quick announcement about our school. LCA is still slated to open up a week from tomorrow. Uh, some of you might be thinking, well, what, why are they doing that? Well, Nancy and her staff, her team, uh, has been in contact with the state. The state has said that most preschools that are out there, like ours, are some of the safest places around because they have such good practices of keeping things clean as a general rule because you got to do that week in, week out to keep the kids from getting sick all the time. So even though Eagle Mountain ISD uh, may re remain closed, our school will open unless something changes uh, in the next week. Also, Nancy is in the process of talking to uh, some folks in the community about trying to help maybe with some child care for doctors and nurses that are involved in, in uh, trying to, to just work to provide for people in the midst of this crisis. I know that the stock market has gone crazy and our country is spending billions to inject money into our economy, but I'd like to remind you, lovingly remind you about the importance of giving to the Lord in times like this as well. The money you give helps us be able to support people in our community uh, with no charge to them. Uh, we're supporting Casa Hogar this month and next month. We're providing all the food all the utility bills, all the needs financially that that orphanage has uh, because of your generous donations. And as we learn about things going on around us, uh, we'll do everything we can to try to help wherever there's a need. Uh, Bobby would tell you that we receive about 60%, almost 60% of our income comes from online giving, but there's another eight offering baskets. So we're without that right now. So I want to just remind you about how easy it is to jump online. Uh, you're online right now. Uh, you could push the give button while, even while you're watching and make a contribution, which would be awesome to help with the needs that are going on around us. And also, as we think about finances, uh, churches are scrambling everywhere to try to figure out how to best connect with people. And the best way to connect with people right now is simply, almost totally, honestly, online. And we have an online platform that we use called StreamSpot. Many of you are watching via Facebook Live, but it costs money. It takes equipment to make all that stuff happen. And uh, we're just trying to be uh, good stewards of what we've got and to try to find creative ways to reach out. So we hope that you're checking our Facebook page regularly, going to the Lighthouse Kids Facebook page, to our student ministry Facebook page, and uh, just to try to figure out how we can stay connected and be sure that we're giving along the way. There's a ton of uncertainty out there. Uh, we have to stick to our mission to make Christ followers who change the world. And it is our prayer, our hope, that via online uh, opportunities that many people will come to know the life-saving love of Jesus Christ. So let me pray with you, if you bow with me, please. God, thank you for today. Thank you again for the rain. Lord, I pray that as I share these words uh, from your word, that you would be blessed, that we would be encouraged, and that uh, Jesus would be lift up, lifted up. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Let the church say amen. I want to say a special word of thanks to uh, these, some of these folks. These are just some names of people that we know have jumped on and are watching the Miller family, the Hughes family, the Mills family, the Baker family, the Williams family, the Flores family, the Harrell family, the Maddox family, the Lovin family, the Collins family, even the Hobbs family from Ohio are watching. Scott, uh, you all up there, we're so glad that you're connected with us. And all over the place, Jason in the back saying, man, there's just all over the world um, 
there's people that are connecting, and uh, we're so grateful for this opportunity to be with you. These are uncertain days and times, and uh, every day there's more dramatic news that we hear about how fast it's spreading, about how many have died, about the stock market's issues, pouring billions into the economy. I don't know if you saw last night uh, that it was reported that Cook's Children's Hospital has... Uh, had an uptick in child abuse cases. They've had six child abuse cases, and they suspect that they're all related to coronavirus. And you think, well, how could that be related to coronavirus where people are cooped up in their houses, and if they don't know how to take care of themselves and their family, things can get out of control. There's even been one death of a child reported uh, from child abuse uh, this past week. I was talking with somebody from our family uh, who has a business who said that at the first of the week, everybody was really concerned about coronavirus and trying to keep their families healthy and stuff. But that transitioned uh, to maybe play a little bit in the background because now everybody is getting worried about their jobs and wondering whether or not they're going to have a job in another week or two. There's so much uncertainty and so much heavy stuff going on. I read a message of desperation from somebody on Facebook. They, they ended their message by saying, Will I ever be happy again? Will I ever be happy again? Are you struggling with that? Are you feeling all the stress and the push from the environment that we're in right now with all the doom and gloom that's going on? Struggling to find your emotional health? I, I, I'm glad you're with us this morning because uh, I believe that the message today, straight out of the Word of God, is something that is important for us to be aware of about having peace in the middle of the storm. The passage comes from Philippians 4. Uh, we know that the book of Philippians was written by Paul, uh, and he was actually on house arrest. And he was in, on house arrest, which means he was confined to his home for two years. You think a week locked up or two weeks locked up is tough for us. Imagine what it would be like to be locked up, confined to your home for two years, not able to go out. We know uh, that Paul was put under house arrest because he became a threat to Rome, much like Jesus did, because Paul was telling people that Jesus was what everybody needed. Word had gotten back to the church that Paul had started 10 years earlier in Philippi, and they decided that they would send someone to just minister to Paul. So Epaphroditus was sent by the church. He took a gift to Paul and was there to console him and encourage him. Uh, and uh, in that time... They had a great relationship. Uh, we've, we know that Epaphroditus eventually became ill. And Paul said, before your sickness gets any worse, go back home where you can take care of yourself. And he, Epaphroditus carried this letter to the Philippians with him back to the church there at Philippi. So I'm going to read from Philippians 4. If you have your uh, phone out, open it to Philippians chapter 4 or get one of those paper Bibles that you still have around the house and turn to Philippians 4 with me. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content in whatever I have. I know how to live in almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Let the church say amen. He begins by thanking them for sending 
Epaphroditus to him. He says he's happy. But the word of the original language is a word that really means that he was cheerful. He was cheerfully glad in the Lord. And this is key. This kind of sets the tone for what Paul's saying in these couple of verses. I'm cheerfully glad in the Lord. It, it's, it's an opportunity to, for us to think about how Paul was glad, even in the midst of dire circumstances, which is possible for every single one of us as well. Circumstances should not dictate how happy we are in our day-to-day living. Verse 11, he says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content in whatever I have. He says, regardless of what's happening around you, your happiness should not be dependent on your circumstances. It should be dependent on your relationship with God, content with whatever the circumstances are in your life right now. Too often, we become the victims of circumstantial happiness or sadness. Our happiness or sadness too often is based on things that are going on around us. And how could we not argue with that right now? The news is so dark and so heavy. All the time there's this constant barrage. It's hard for us not to begin to let those things impact our lives and, and, and begin to get despairing. But Paul's words to us is, don't, no, don't do that. Don't despair in this time because God is with us. Regardless of our circumstances, he is there. Remember that scene from Matthew, Matthew 8 when Jesus was with his friends in a small boat? I wrote about it in my devotional earlier this week. The storm blew up, and Jesus was actually asleep in the boat, and everybody was going crazy on the boat trying to save themselves, and they eventually woke Jesus up who was sleeping. I don't know if I would want to be the one that woke Jesus up in the midst of that, but because of, of the obvious thing that it would always, all, all of a sudden Jesus would realize that we're all afraid. He wasn't afraid at all. He spoke against the wind. He spoke against the waves. It all stopped. And he turned to his friends and he said, why do you fear? Have you no faith? Jesus reminds us that we need to have our lives based on, grounded in God in these days and times. It reminds me of the story of John Wesley. Uh, John Wesley was one of the founders of our tradition. He didn't start out to found a new church. He was trying to revive the Anglican Church in England in the middle of the 1700s. Uh, and he'd had great success in England. And they came over to America to start some churches here in America. And Wesley came over, lived in Georgia for almost two years. But he had a dismal experience. Uh, it, it wasn't taking off like it had in England. And he was discouraged. He got on a boat to make passage back to England. And on the boat, there were a bunch of Moravians. Now, the Moravians were a German sect, if you will, a German uh, uh, group of Christians that were very serious about their faith. They got, you know, back in those days, it would take several months for a ship to make it across the sea. Uh, And there was a huge storm, a big enough storm that they were throwing things off of the ship because they were afraid it was going to sink. Well, they survived the storm, and Wesley became incredibly convicted. He wanted faith like that. He wanted to be able to stand in the face of a storm and pray because he knew uh, that God was there for him, like the Moravians. And it was as a result of that that John Wesley ended up at a Moravian uh, church uh, in England a a, a few months later, and he felt his heart changed by God. And from that moment on, the Methodist movement exploded on fire with the power of the Holy Spirit because people were beginning to find hope in Jesus Christ. Paul tells us, 
that things or circumstances should not be the foundation of our happiness. Verse 12, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. He said, I've learned to live about all of it. I've learned to live with food, without food. And we need to be able to learn to live without food as well. But there's a deeper meaning here because when you look at the sentence in the original language, Paul, he's not just talking about our, our food and our, our needs that way. He's talking about living with a, with a life of humility, uh, about placing ourselves below others. And don't let me mislead you. I don't want you to think that I'm advocating you just not take care of your, yourselves and your family. But what I am saying is that there's a lot of opportunity that, that you have right now to breathe life and light into people. Our church should be on Facebook. We should be on uh, Instagram. Every place we can trying to help people know that there's hope and that the hope is Jesus Christ. Take care of yourself, but figure out ways to try to help people find the light of Jesus Christ. Because people out there are realizing that they're desperate because of their circumstances. And Paul says, don't be desperate because of your circumstances. There's no need for us to panic because Jesus is with us. He says in verse 12, again, I have learned the secret of happiness, of, uh, secret of living. Uh, he said, I've learned the secret of living in every situation. He says he's learned the secret of happiness. The secret of happiness is not like a math test where you can say one plus one plus one is three. It's a secret that you learn from experience, making and keeping Jesus Christ as the leader of your life. Have you made Jesus the leader of your life? Seriously, ask yourself that question. Is Jesus really the leader of my life? Or is he somebody that you relegate to Sunday mornings? Or is he somebody that you relegate to specific times? Or are you trying to walk with him, live in him every single day? If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ already, it is our prayer here at Lighthouse that wherever you are right now, that you would pray a simple prayer, something like this. God, I'm sorry that I have this brokenness in my life. I recognize that there is a broken relationship that I have with you, God. I want to be made whole again. I invite your son Jesus to be the leader of my life, to, to show me the way to life. If you would pray, pray a simple prayer like that, something like that, invite Jesus in, then today you would begin a journey toward fulfillment and happiness that you cannot experience in this world otherwise. When I was a kid, our family would go on these big adventures. We'd make the trip to, to Wisconsin almost every summer to visit my mom and dad's relatives. And on the way back, we'd stop and, and we'd spend some time in the White Mountains of eastern and central Arizona. We'd fish. And one of the things that I know that dad taught myself and my three sisters was when you, if you put a salmon egg on a hook, you got to make sure that you're sensitive to the line on, on, that, on that hook because when the fish nibbles at it, you don't want to jerk it. You want the fish to swallow it and then set the hook. But if you pull too hard, you literally rip the hook right out of the fish's mouth. It takes experience to learn to fish like that. Paul is saying to us, look, we need to live on the experience that we have of Jesus Christ. If we're going to find the secret to living, it has to do with experiencing Jesus 
every single day so that when bad circumstances come, we're not distraught. The secret, he says it in that last verse, he says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Everything through Christ who gives me strength. Maybe some of you have memorized that verse from other translations. A more familiar one maybe for some of you is I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. This is not saying that any of us can be Superman or Wonder Woman. It's saying that there is nothing that you will ever encounter that you won't have the strength to endure because Christ is with you. There is nothing you will ever experience in this life that will be so great that you cannot endure it as long as you keep your focus on Jesus. It was one of the verses that I clung to. This verse that says I can do everything through Christ. It was one of the verses that I clung to a year ago when I was struggling so badly with my own health and my own pain that came as a result of complications from my radiation treatment. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do everything. You can. You can. There is great weight in our world today. Our hearts are heavy because of what is around us. How do I deal with this weight? Trust that he will carry you through. I want to invite you to to say it with me. Say, I can, I can with Christ, with Christ. Now say it together. I can with Christ. Say it again. I can with Christ. I'd love for us to cling to this phrase in these days and times, and not only in these days and times, but for the rest of our lives. I can with Christ. When you're worried about your money, I can with Christ. When you're worried about somebody's health, I can with Christ. When you're worried about getting the virus yourself and and what that would mean to your life, I can with Christ. Paul says, quit focusing on the other stuff out there and keep your focus on Jesus. We as the church must keep our focus on the person of Jesus Christ and say in the middle of it all, I can with Christ because you can with Christ. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word that is so encouraging to us. We pray, God, that you would bless us in the midst of the chaos that's going on around us. We pray, God, that that you would just be sweet to us. Encourage us by the power of your Holy Spirit to know that you are with us in the midst of the storm. We thank you, God, for the kind of love that you have given to us that we cannot find anywhere else, a love that is greater than any of us. We pray that you would be glorified in us. We pray for our world. We pray for all those that are working so hard to find cures and treatments. God, all of it. We just pray that you would be lifted up and that we would say, I can with Christ. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Kelly's going to lead us in a song now, right? Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And yes, we can do all things through Christ. And in this day, we definitely need to trust in him. And if you know this hymn, I hope that you will sing it with us right there where you are.
and that this will be your heart's cry today, that it is so sweet to trust in him. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to Let the church say amen Once, one more time. What a beautiful message. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. Well, I want to introduce Liz and introduce to you Liz and Connor, part of our student ministry here at Lighthouse, and we're so glad that you guys got out of bed and came up here to uh, just be a part of this time today. And uh, they're going to pray, and then we'll have a benediction and be done. Thank you guys so very much. So before, is it working? Okay. So before we get into it, I just wanted to say that any youth, uh, we're live streaming our message on Wednesday nights at 6.30, straight from Garrett's Kitchen. I really encourage all, all of y'all to just tune in and watch because it's something that we really need during this time. So with that, let's just get into it. So I'd just like to start off this prayer to God today, just thanking everyone that was able to just tune in and just listen to just the message and to listen to Kelly's worship and just to get back in with God because right now it just seems with all the fervor of the world and just how rushed everyone is and the panic that it's it's good and while the struggle that we're in right now and everything that's going through our lives might be diff difficult this quarantine is giving us you know the possibility to get back in touch with God and back in touch with you know, who we need to be and what we need to do. And so I encourage all of y'all to just take a moment, thank God for what you have, and just be grateful and be loving to those around you. In Jesus' name. Continuing off of what Liz said, um, I'd like to pray for anyone that maybe is feeling a little bit of hardship in these times during the quarantine, especially those 
who are the children that rely on Eagle Mountain Saginaw to eat usually two meals a day. And right now they're going through a pretty tough time just because they're without food and they have nowhere to go. So hopefully everything that's been done is covering them. Um, and I'd also like to uh, have our hearts go out to the people who are currently not working or not able to work and can't bring in income for their family. And maybe they rely on that and can't provide for their family because that's something that's very tough. And I really wouldn't know how to deal with that myself. So I hope that everyone that is sick or is being affected by this recovers quickly and that hopefully when this all blows over, we'll be able to look back and see the positive things that came out of this rather than focus on how scared we were, or how terrible it was. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so very much. Beautifully done. Very nice. Uh, before we go, uh, just a, a, a last little howdy doody to some of the other families that are watching. Uh, we, the Gouffres are watching. Uh, the Pierce family, Miss Cat, uh, the Chesky family, the Waldrops, the Dooleys, the Nettervilles, the Hollises, the Deutschmans, the Moors, the Dosses, the Bakers. The list is long. So glad you've been a part of our time for worship today. I pray that you go in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go into this day and breathe deep the words of Paul. I can, with Christ, make it a great day and a great week. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.